0: Welcome to the Alternative to Rehab podcast with your host, Dave Cooper. Today we're going to do a piece on tribulation and it's fascinating to me the idea of why some of us struggle um, is strongly linked to this idea and and we get it uh, from John 16 uh, and verse 33. And this is where Jesus is teaching the disciples and he says in this world you will have tribulation but take heart he says for I have overcome the world now he's talking to disciples but of course it it, it counts for all of us and so I want to ask that question I want to start today with that question on tribulation and I want to ask you are you accepting this as a universal truth have you got the idea of what jesus is teaching here when he says in this world you will have he's not saying sometimes he's not saying the unlucky ones he's not saying the stupid ones he's not saying the mad and the bad he's say- saying you in other words everybody you will have Tribulation And tribulation simply means issues, troubles, uh, things that um, uh, come against you. So how close are you to this? You see, we cannot avoid trouble. So the question here I'm asking to start us off is, what is your expectation of life? You know, if, if we're going to overcome, if we're going to make progress then we need to start lined up with reality, right? Because if we're not in that place of lining up correctly with reality, what chance have we got of actually overcoming things? So, what is your expectation of life? In other words, what I'm asking you is this. Do do you buy this idea that the world is selling that um, you will see coming from all angles. We've got so much media now coming through the airwaves at us. It's not just television anymore, is it? It's tons of of, uh, media outlets telling us that we're supposed to be happy, we're supposed to be fulfilled, we're supposed to be excited, we're supposed to be uh, doing well. There's all kinds of opportunities, we shouldn't be missing them we're supposed to loop this way and and so on if you're buying that idea then you're not lining up with what jesus is teaching if you're saying well my expectation of life is that i should be doing great and so therefore so that so there's the first misstep right because at that point what you're saying is well if anything then goes wrong if anything is not great, if anything is not helping me, if anything is standing in the way, then there must be something wrong with me. There must be something wrong with my life. There must be something wrong with how I'm doing it or whatever, right? But Jesus says you will have trouble. So I just want you to see that basic fundamental view of life that says when something comes in your way, when something stands in your way, if a mishap or trouble or, you know, uh, whatever it is that gets in your way, there's so many different ways it can, that that doesn't mean that you are uh, broken in a sense of, well, I need to fix something, right? Not, you know, because the thing itself shouldn't be there it shouldn't be there it's only there because something's gone wrong well what jesus teaches is that in this world you will have trouble not because something has gone wrong in the t- in the sense that you are uh, somehow flawed because of this you know but actually it's it's that something went wrong on a much more basic level and we got sin in the world in this world right you will have Trouble. So the first question is, what is your expectation of life? And ask yourself, would things be different if you had a John 16 expectation and said, well, I know I'm going to have trouble in my life? Right? So let's bring neuroscience into this to an extent now and say, what the Bible calls flesh and spirit, we're calling your brain and your mind. And we're saying that your brain, or what the Bible calls your flesh, will always, and by always I mean 100% of the time, aim for safety, security and comfort. It will always aim for those things. Now this is really important, because if you don't understand this, then you won't be able to distinguish clearly enough between when your mind is running the show in an authentic way or when your brain has intervened. Because your brain will never take the spiritual route. It will never. See, because to take the spiritual route, and we're going to look at this in terms of trouble and tribulation, when you take, when you decide to take the tougher route, that will always be you always unless there is one little exception and that is when your brain sometimes sees it to be safer for other people to to see you that way and this is where religiosity comes in this is when people do things as imitations of things or because they've got you know there's a rule that says you're supposed to be like that well brains can do that but they can't genuinely your brain cannot genuinely go the tougher route it will never do that it will always aim for safety, security, and comfort. And if you want scriptural evidence for that, I would, I would go for Romans 8, verse 7. And um, in fact, let me, let me read it to you. I've got it here. Uh, Romans 8, verse 7. The sinful mind is hostile to God. Now, when when he's talking about sinful mind, what he means is your brain. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. And and, and again, we're going to look at pleasing God in the sense of uh, tribulation again, how we engage with it. But the first step is to understand that your brain... Will always go for safety and therefore it cannot and never will engage with tribulation in the right way so the first step here is that you understand that you're going to have trouble so your expectation of life needs to be correctly oriented in other words expect trouble expect trouble And then once you've lined yourself up correctly so that you don't think that there's something wrong there but you but actually this is the way life is then you can take the second step and the second step uh, we would then ask uh, as as we just started to we then ask how do you engage with tribulation what what is the way that you engage with in other words what happens when you say to yourself oh here comes trouble you know this is not good what happens then well in james in the book of james this is where i would go scripturally uh, because we need to understand the difference between trials and temptations trials and temptations and now this is where choice becomes involved and so it's really important to understand this After you've got step one, which is that we can't avoid trouble, then we need to ask ourselves, step two, how do you engage with that trouble? And James talks about things in terms of trials and temptations. So let me just read briefly from the beginning of James chapter one. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. So straight away, he's talking about The idea that trouble can be faced as a trial. In other words, you can think of it as a trial. And to do so gives you benefit. And that's why he says consider it pure joy. Because he says that a trial brings the testing of your faith. And that develops something called perseverance. In other words, you get stronger. In other words, you progress. So perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. Now, we're talking massive benefits now. Maturity and completeness. Not lacking anything. So I think this this is phenomenal teaching but very difficult to understand if you haven't got the first step. If you don't understand that in this world you will have trouble, then you're not going to be able to face it in this way. So... The idea that um, when we have this, uh, this trouble that we don't turn it into a temptation. You know, this is, the, this is the choice that we have. We can either see it as a trial or a temptation. See, when... Um, uh, we have to come all the way down to verse 13. It says, when tempted, right... So let's go back to verse 12 first. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. right, But then verse 13 says, when tempted. So there you can see the bifurcation. You can see that he's talking about it being either one or the other. So verse 13 says, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when by his own Evil desire. He is dragged away and enticed. And then after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. So what he's saying is, um, I think we can talk in terms of regression or uh, progression. You know, you're either going to go backwards or go forwards. And if you allow the troubles that come into your life to be a temptation to you, then you will go backwards but if you see them as a test or a trial then I think you uh, you're going to make progress so what what does he mean by temptation well basically he's saying that uh, the temptation is to meet the the worldly problem with your worldly self in other words Try your best to turn it into something comfortable, something easy, um, to to turn it into something that is safe and secure. Um, it, it's very interesting to look at, at Romans 8, uh, verse 28. Just read it here. Um, it says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose so what it, what it's saying is that in all things including the trouble that you face god works together for good in other words that you can turn it by thinking of it as a trial or a test you can turn it into progress so I, I, I'll put it this way. I'll put it in a, in terms of a question. I would say, is this trial or is this trub- tribulation happening to you or for you? Think of it that way. Ask yourself that question. Is this trouble happening to me or is it happening for me? And that's Romans eight twenty eight. You know, the idea that all things work together for good for those who love God. So we've got now the second point. So the first point is we cannot avoid trouble. So again, think of all the trouble that you have in your life and think of everything that's coming your way and say, I can't avoid that. In other words, if that hadn't happened, then I would have another kind of trouble. You know, you you can swap one problem for another sometimes, but you can't get away from problems, right? So ask yourself that how are your, what is your expectation of life? Second point, how are you then, having accepted that you're going to have trouble, how are you engaging with that trouble? Is it a test or trial or is it a temptation? So that would be the second point. And the third point I would say is, what stands in the way? What stands in the way of you engaging with trouble in the correct way. Um, whether it's your addictions, whether it's your de- uh, dependencies, whether it's the problem you have with uh, relationships, people, food, gambling, whatever it is, ask, ask yourself about these three points, right? Accept that you can't avoid it, ask yourself how are you engaging with it, and then ask yourself what is What is it that's standing in the way of me engaging with this trouble in the right way? What is it that stops me from seeing it as a trial rather than a temptation? Well, here um, I would probably go to 2 Corinthians, um, and that's chapter 10 and verse 4. The weapons that we use as Christians are not weapons of this world. They are spiritual weapons that we engage the world with Your natural inclination when you have a worldly problem, such as not having enough money to pay a bill or, you know, whatever problems you face in the world, the natural inclination is to try and meet fire with fire. In other words, it's a worldly problem. I'm going to meet it in a worldly way. Your flesh, your brain is the natural um, way or the natural inclination you'll have to deal with that issue. But what Paul is saying here is that you should meet these issues. You should engage with them in a spiritual way. And I think there's a there's a fascinating scripture where Jesus... Um, yeah, there's a fascinating scripture here concerning that. It's in Matthew 16, and uh, where is it? Uh, it's verse 23, actually. Jesus turned and said to Peter, "'Get behind me, Satan,' you are a stumbling block to me you do not have in mind the things of God but the things of men so what is he saying he's saying exactly the same thing he's saying that your flesh is activated now in 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 meeting this issue not your spirit so this this is very key to your approach to your issues the idea of what am I meeting this thing with and what is, the, what is the main stumbling block? What is the main thing that stands in the way of meeting this issue in the right way? It's your natural inclination to fight fire with fire, to come against the world with your worldly powers. But we are progressing, we are making progress through the test, through the trial to be more and more authentic in other words, Christ-minded. In other words, authentic. And there is a fascinating scripture um, relating to this, which is in uh, 1 Corinthians. And um, I'll just read it for you now again. It's something that... Uh, it's 1 Corinthians 6 um, and verse 17. And it's, it's fascinating because Paul, although he's talking about a very particular problem, though he's talking about sexual immorality, he, he adds this thing at the end on verse 17. He says, anyone who is um, working from the Spirit is in line with God. In other words, as I often say, uh, indistinguishable from God. Okay, so let me give you that scripture here from the NIV. It's, uh, it's um, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. But he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. So this is, an again, a way of saying that when you do the right thing, when you uh, speak God's word, when you think the way God would think, when you say the things God has said, then you are united with him in the spirit. In other words, as I often say, you are indistinguishable from God at that moment. In fact, I'm sure that this is what Jesus Was talking about in Matthew 16 verse 13 when he says to Peter blessed are you Simon uh, because these words didn't come from you they came from my father in other words he's saying you and God are one at this moment and that's what blessings are so I hope that makes sense to you Um, especially if you've been struggling with your issue or some issues in life we have here three key points the first one you can't avoid trouble so think about your expectation of life look at the idea of what is your attitude towards trouble what is your attitude towards issues towards things that are difficult for you realize that your brain uh, is always looking for safety security and comfort it's not looking for trouble Um, secondly if once you've got that point that you can't avoid this thing then look at the idea of how are you engaging with your trouble? Are you doing it in the flesh or are you doing it in the spirit? In other words, are you making it a trial or a temptation? If you do this as a trial, you will see some growth and progress. And James talks about that a lot in James 1. But if you see it as a temptation, in other words, I'll fight fire with fire in the flesh, then you will regress, you will go backwards. So, a question here I would, I would say to ask yourself is, is this trouble happening to me, or is this trouble happening for me? And the third point is, ask yourself, what is standing in the way? In other words, what's standing in the way of my correct way of dealing with this? Well, this is very natural. This is your flesh naturally coming forwards to fight fire with fire, and to say, well, it's a worldly problem, I'm going to deal with it in a worldly way understand that that's the first thing that's going to happen and that it actually takes discipline it actually takes understanding and discipline and commitment to deal with this thing in the right way and we can see all kinds of examples here of Peter chopping off ears Judas complaining about how the money was spent and so on but Ephesians 6 says that uh, the weapons that we have are not of this world they are spiritual weapons and that is how we should engage with our troubles so i hope that made sense for you and if you have any questions by all means uh, put them in the comments or send me an email and i will attempt to answer that for you Uh, There's a new series coming up as we uh, get very close now to publishing the book. So I will be talking to you about that very soon. Until then, bye for now.